so I hate to do this right out the gate, but um, I got to call out the church this morning. Um, some of y'all have been insanely judgy this morning, and um, this is not the place for that. And not that it's your business, but yes, these are my PJs. This is what I wear to bed at night. And if, if your narrative, narrow little view of the world can't get around that, well, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you see, when you wear something like this to bed at night, no matter how late you get started in the morning, you're ready to go. You overslept, not a problem. And it gives you extra time to fix this, which some of us need more time to fix this. But on the upside, none of us are going to have that problem oversleeping next week because next week is Time Change Sunday, king of the Segway. So next week, next Saturday night, before you go to bed, set your clock back one hour. Um, and do the thing where you lie to yourself all week and, and you know, I am going to get an extra hour of sleep Saturday night and it's going to be so awesome. Knowing darn well you're not, you're going to waste that hour, and you're going to wake up tired anyway. So, but at least be aware, set the clock back, because if you don't, then you show up wicked early or wicked late. I don't know. You're not going to be here at the time you want to be here. Um, all right, so that being said, this morning we are finishing up our series on Family Matters. Uh, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to retread a little of the ground we've covered in the last few weeks, but I hope to add a little bit something new. And we've been talking about, for the, the month of October, we've been talking about family, and uh, family in the broader sense, not just people you share DNA with, but people that are in the heavenly family that, that you are going to exist with forever. And here's another one. Let's, let's put our mind around that, because... Look around this room. There is a good chance there are people in this place right now that you are going to spend forever with. So you may as well start to like them now. Because if you don't, you're still going to have a long time to work on it. And for those of you that just had a thought that went through your head and went, God, I hope it's not that guy. That guy in general, not that guy being me. I'm going to pray for you that, uh, that you can get past that. Uh, but I want, we want to finish up this week, this series, uh, with the idea of legacy. What is the legacy you are going to leave behind? And uh, this week I was doing a little, little reading, a little looking around for uh, what people are saying Christian legacy is. Um, and it was a little, a little disturbing, a little... A little unfortunate that so much of what I read, um, you know, thoughts about Christian legacy, had so much to do with money. You know, Christian legacy is make sure that when you die, everything that you have left is left to uh, your church or this denomination or, or you know, the uh, mission work or whatever. And I'm not opposed to that. Um, you know, if, if you have money... And at the end of your life, you want to leave some of that to those things that are important to you. By all means, do that. But, you know, there's a lot of us, uh, or maybe it's just me, uh, my name 
is never going to be on a building. My name is never going to be on a scholarship fund. Um, my hope is that if I can just go out of this world breaking even, wow, Kenny Rogers and the gambler just came flooding in all of a sudden. And like those that don't know, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, if I can go out just breaking even and not uh, leave bills for my kids to pay, I'm good with that. But that being said, what do I have that I can leave behind? What do any of us have that, that we can leave to posterity? And not just, you know, our family necessarily. Um, which, as I was thinking about it this morning, you know, family, the impact we will have on family is so much different. There, there was a time when, you know, your impact on family might, might stretch down to your kids and, and maybe your grandkids. But... We are living so long now that, that having that impact go to three generations, maybe four generations, is not out of the realm of possibility. But beyond your family, beyond those in your family that you immediately touch, what legacy are you going to leave behind? And more importantly, maybe you're sitting there going, I don't know what that means. This morning, as I'm talking to you about legacy, my question is, what are you going to leave behind that has benefited and enriched the kingdom of God? What will you have left behind in your life that you did on behalf of the kingdom that outlives you? And you may look at that and go, uh, nothing? I don't, I don't know. Nothing? Maybe? Because it's a weird question. It's not something we think about. So I'm going to hopefully cause you to think about that this morning and give you some examples of what you can leave behind that will benefit and enrich God's kingdom, not just in your family, but in other families around you and maybe in the lives of those you've never met. So if you seek to leave a godly legacy behind, here's some steps you can take. One, you can leave behind stories of what God has done. If you look at the Old Testament, it is full of, of stories where a monument was left. Uh, I think particularly of um, when Joshua led the Israelites across the, uh, the river. And as they went down, each of the heads of the, of the tribes, of the 12 tribes, brought a rock out with them. And, and they laid down the rocks and, and they made a tower. They made a memorial. And the, the idea was that in years to come, in generations to come, when your children ask you, what is this big pile of rocks? You can recall this great story of this great moment when God led us in victory into the promised land, keeping the promises that he made to us years and years ago. And in sharing those stories, you share the greatness of God. Um, Psalm 78 verse 4 we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. We will tell to the coming generations the glorious deeds of God. You know, sometimes we take this thing and we glorify it as well it should be, the word of God, but sometimes somehow we, we get this impression that that once you get to that last amen in Revelation, Scripture is over. 
God's story has somehow ended because we've got to the end. But in God's story, there is no the end. And in many occasions, there may be people in your life, family, non-family, who you might share a story with from Scripture, and they go, and? So what? Or, you know what? I don't necessarily believe this is anything more than a bunch of stories, so why should that story impact me? Folks, that's a reasonable question. Why do I care what Moses did on the ark with the animals? Ooh, big fail. Yes, it wasn't Moses on the ark. He had a different ark, remember? See, you can't even get the story right, so why does it matter to somebody else? But the thing they can't contest, the thing people can't argue with, is your story. Instead of, instead of sharing, well, you know, way back, Abraham in, with the, you know, in, went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he pleaded with God. And let me tell you, a few years ago, I was going through this thing, and God jumped down into the middle of my life. And God was so good to me. And here's how God was good to me. And all of a sudden, the stories and the glory of God's work is not this impersonal story from a long time ago, but it's experience that you shared. And it's experience that maybe they saw you go through. And maybe it's an experience that they themselves are now going through that you can go, look, I've been there. I've been where you are. And here's where God made a difference. And here's how God can make a difference in what you're going through. And that story that you share, now it's not just your story, it's their story too. And you have left behind a legacy of the story of the power of God. You know, a couple weeks ago I was talking with John, and he was sharing this story of something that him and a friend experienced a long time ago. Something that, that I, I found the story to be cool. And, and I was, you know what, and your friend, John, to this day, your friend remembers that story just like you do. But now, I remember this story. And this story of God's goodness and God's power and this example of what God can do, it's now part of my legacy because I can share this story. I can say, you know what, I knew a guy once and tell the story. And that legacy has now broadened. And now it's not just John's story, but it's a story that lives on. You can do that. You have a story of God's power in your life. I hope. You have some moment in your life where you were lost or you were broken or you were hurting or you were, you were down or you just you did not see a way through and God showed up and God showed up in a mighty way and you can share that story with others. And that can be your legacy. So whenever you have the opportunity, share the story of what God's done in your life. Because if you don't, it's wasted. If you let God's work die with you, why would you? Why would you not let that live on? Teaching. Truthful teaching. Teaching the truth. Now, when I say truthful teaching, I don't mean you have to look at every opportunity in this world where the world has got it wrong, because folks, the world has got it wrong. 
And that doesn't mean you look at every opportunity where somebody in your life, a family member, somebody you work with, is, is mistaken or confused or ignorant of, of real, solid, godly truth and use this as an opportunity to just beat them over the head. Because I tell you now, if that is what you do, God does not honor that. This was never intended to be a club to beat unbelievers or seekers into submission. But that doesn't mean we don't look for opportunities. God-given opportunities to share truth with people. And again, some of these scriptures we're coming back to. I'm pretty sure I shared this one last time around, but it's just so good. Deuteronomy chapter 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. There is biblical truth. There is godly truth. And if you look for them, and if you pray for them, and if you are discerning and sensitive, and you have learned to recognize God's voice in your life, you will perceive that there will be opportunities to share the truth of God in kind and gentle and patient ways. Maybe not Thanksgiving dinner, because you know how Thanksgiving dinner can get. Um, you know, keep it to, like, the weather and the weather. The weather is good. Let's just leave Thanksgiving conversation as weather. Don't talk about anything else. If you can't think of anything to talk about except weather, and your mind starts drifting to religion or politics or sports, cram stuffing in your face. But still, look for those opportunities where somebody who's going through life and you see people making, making bad decisions or bad choices or living in bad patterns in their life and, and look for those opportunities where you can share God's truth with them. Maybe it, it's, maybe it impacts in the moment. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe all you've done is plant a seed. But you know, you cannot send God's word out into this world and have it have no impact. It always does something. It may not do something that you ever see, but when you share God's truth, it lands in there. And it may, it may, not, may not seem like it did anything, but it takes root a little bit. And maybe somewhere down the road, it makes all the difference in the world. So you know what? Share your stories of what God has done. Share God's truth when you have the chance in kind and gentle, and grace-filled ways. Service. The things you do, you can do, and, and, you know, you don't have to do things to get in God's good graces. You don't have to good, do things to earn God's blessing. But you can do things for God that make a huge impact in other people's lives. As a matter of fact, God, God designed you that way. 
as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. If you are a follower, if you have come to a point in your life where you have submitted yourself to God's leadership, God gave you gifts, abilities, skills. He gave you something to be used for others. Maybe he gave you the ability to teach. Maybe he gave you the ability to sing. You know, oftentimes I think we underestimate just what a gift of God it is to have people who can stand up here and lead us in worship. Not just lead us in singing, they stand up here and they lead us into the presence of God. In a way that oftentimes we can't do on our own. And oftentimes, if you stop and you just listen for a minute and you realize just how awesome and amazing it is when this room is filled with voices who are all lifting the same message to the same God and the glory of God is here. And to have people who not only have that gift but are willing to share that gift to aid us in that endeavor is remarkable. And each one of us who have submitted ourselves to God have a gift. And when we use that gift, when we use that gift to serve him and serve others, we are leaving behind a legacy of service. We are leaving behind a legacy of lifting others up by doing for them. And you know what? Sometimes our gift of service has nothing to do with what we're gifted to do. It's, it's been a little while, but for a while here, we were doing this thing called Service Sunday. You know, we were going out and we were doing stuff and we were delivering cookies to firehouses and, and that was cool. And we were taking stuff to Providence and that was cool. But some of us were loading up in the van and we were going out and we were finding people on the street on Sunday mornings. And we showed up, and we didn't have a lot. We had, we had crackers, and we had water, and, and we had God. And, and we didn't preach to them. We didn't, we didn't thump them over the head with a Bible. We didn't give them four laws that they had to follow. We simply said, here, here's, here's some stuff. I hope it helps. God sees you. God knows you're out here, and we see you, and we're praying for you. And you know what? Maybe we never see those people again. But for a moment, in our service, in this little thing that, that maybe in the vast scheme of things doesn't seem like it means much, we have left behind a legacy in their life because they will remember, long after we've forgotten, because it means something different to us. It was just something we did one Sunday. We went out and handed some stuff out. But, but for them, it was a moment when somebody came and didn't just throw something out of the car window at them. But they came and they spoke with me. And they served me. And they prayed with me. And a lot of times in those ventures, you could see they were surprised that anybody would take a moment 
to see, not give them something. They're used to being given stuff, but to recognize them and see them and acknowledge them. That's a legacy that we leave behind long after we've forgotten about it. So in your service, you leave behind a legacy. And then lastly, influence. If nothing else, every single one of us in this room has influence that we can share. As eat, um, I'm sorry, that's not the one. The next one was Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, which always tends to be taken on its own. We cut it off right there. But then he goes on to say, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. What you have seen me do, what you have heard me say. If it was useful, if it was beneficial, if it was godly, learn from that. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Every single one of us in this room has influence in somebody's life. There are people in this room who have allowed me to have my feet under their table for meals, who have shared nights of board games, where honestly, if it was anything but trivial pursuit, I was probably useless. But when you have a mind built to retain useless knowledge, sometimes it comes in handy. And the thing is, you may not think that was a significant thing, but when you shared your life with me, when you shared your influence with me, that became part of me. And now when I share that with others, your influence passes through me to others. And you are leaving a legacy to people you have never seen and you have never met. And again, this is not something we'll, we'll probably ever see, something we'll ever realize. We may not ever understand the importance of these things that we're doing, but in God's kingdom, in God's vision, these are huge. These are the things that we leave behind for him and from him. And those things are never unworthy. Those things are never inconsequential. You may never know the importance of these things in this life, but one day you will. And you may realize the importance you have had on people you have never met. Going to uh, boot up a video here. Um, when I first thought of this, and, and I wanted to share it, and I went looking at YouTube for it, and uh, the first time I watched it and I heard it, I hadn't heard this song in years. Uh, and, you know, I got a little weepy. Um, I've totally been desensitized to it because I had to go through about six versions of it till I could find a, a video format that was worth sharing in church because uh, one of the things that YouTube does is encourage people to take wonderful songs and make horrific videos <laughs> um, with, with, like, the paint application and cut and paste, and it's horrifying. So maybe, maybe just listen. I mean, he sings really clearly, really beautifully. 
Uh, I think I ended up with a video that's pretty much just lyrics. But you know what? If you just want to sit back and relax and just meditate as you listen, that would be okay too. So if we could see that video.
There were tears in your eyes As Jesus took your hand And you stood before the Lord He said, my child, look around you For great is your You know, I've been, um, 2019, I've been, uh, I got saved about 30 years ago. Actually, I just hit 30, uh, 30 years in August. And uh, as I shared last time around, um, I've been doing youth ministry just as long. Um, and I'd love to say I remember every face from those 30 years, but I don't. I remember a lot, uh, and that's not even including camps where, you know, I, I met somebody for a week. But in the course of that 30 years, in the course of all those faces, I have to believe, not, not for my own sake, not because I'm looking for some reward, not because, you know, I have this, this vision of someday getting a crown with all these jewels in it, because that doesn't interest me much. Um, I have to believe that in the course of that 30 years, in doing what I did, merely because it's what God designed me to do, and I was doing it for him, that there are lives I've impacted, that he has impacted through me. Many of which I will never know in this lifetime. I've been doing shoeboxes for a number of years now. And quite honestly, I get the shoebox. I go to the store. It's a little bit more fun now. Now that my kids are grown up, um, it's kind of cool picking out little kid toys. Because uh, it gives me an excuse to be in the toy department playing with toys for, for a little while and have a good excuse to do it. But um, 
you know, I fill the box and then I bring it in and then the boxes are taken away and uh, I really don't think about it after that. But I have to believe that somewhere down the line there's, there's that possibility that some little kid I will never meet in this lifetime is going to find faith in Jesus Christ because of this little, almost inconsequential thing I did. And you may go once a month, twice a month, and go and teach in Kids World, and, and it, it may not seem like much to you. Many, many times we can often look at it as, well, you know, it's, it's babysitting while the adults do their thing. And, and if you think of it as babysitting while the adults do their thing, there's a good chance that's all it's going to be. But if you think about it as, this is my opportunity to share a story of God's goodness. This is an opportunity to share my influence with some little child. You might never see the outcome of that. But there may come a day somewhere long down the road, somewhere far beyond this life, when some child comes to you that you've never seen before, some adult, and says, thank you. You don't remember me because I was like this big. But you came and you taught my Sunday school class. And what you taught me was that I matter. And that made all the difference. You have the opportunity to leave behind a legacy. Yesterday, and it's weird, I, I, I have to assume, uh, I didn't in the moment, I have to assume after the fact that God designed this. God set the appointment up just for this reason. Yesterday morning, I'm at the gym. Get the laughter out. Yes, I do go to the gym sometimes. And uh, I, was, uh, I was about six, six sets into a seven-set workout, and I was gross, and I was heaving and uh, drippy and nasty. And uh, this guy comes walking up to me, and I'm like, dude. You don't talk at the gym. That's why we all have headphones. So we don't have to speak to people. But, and, and so I'm, I'm like at the wipey down stand, you know, where you get, your, you get your paper towel to wipe your grossness off the machine so the next person doesn't have to come sit in your grossness. And so I assume he's just coming up to, to get a paper towel and do his thing. And uh, I start to walk away, and he's like, and my music's cranking, so I'm like, God. and he's like, Jason? And instantly, when people do that, I start racing back through like 30 years of, okay, all right, you're too young to have been to high school, so like lop out that four years. Um, okay, I've worked like seven jobs in this town. You could be from one of those. Uh, oh, you're going to be a church kid. There's no way I'm going to remember where I know you from. And he's like, we used to work together at CompUSA. I haven't worked at CompUSA in 20 years, so I'm like, and at the time, you know, in thinking back, I'm like, he was like 18 at the time and, you know, had a baby face and smooth shaven. And now he's got this beard and everything. And I'm like going, and he's like, did you become a youth pastor? Because you wanted to be a youth pastor, right? I, I barely remember the guy. And I certainly don't remember 
ever having a deep-seated conversation with him about my hopes and dreams for the future. And yet somehow he knew. And so we started talking a little bit, and he's like, and he's like, and I'm like, yeah, I, I actually, I'm an associate pastor now, and I do youth, and I do some other stuff. And uh, I'm actually at this church right down here that you're familiar with the area, and I pointed out, and he's like, yeah, I go to city church right there, but I've taken my kids there before for VBS. If he took kids there, it meant after I knew him, because he wasn't old enough to have kids when I knew him. And if he took kids to this church for VBS after I knew him, that was our VBS, folks. People in this room have shared an impact on that guy and his kids, and you will never know him, and you will never remember his kids, but he remembers. And God willing, someday his kids remember too. You have left a legacy behind. And each day God gives you on earth is an opportunity to build on that legacy. And it is my hope and my prayer that for God and his kingdom, you will take that opportunity seriously and you will seek each and every day to build a legacy in God's kingdom. We're going to close this in a word of prayer, and then we're going to have one more song, a couple of announcements, and uh, that'll be it for this morning. So um, if you'd bow your heads with me. Father, I just thank you for this beautiful day, for each and every one who was able to be here. I ask, Father, you would watch over those who couldn't be with us this morning for whatever reason. Watch over them, bless them, guide them, comfort them if need be. And for us, Father, I just pray that you would help us to be mindful, to be aware of the life we live, of the appointments you set for us, of the opportunities you provide us, that we would seek the opportunity to leave a lasting legacy in your kingdom. That we would view each and every person we come in contact with, from our family members to our children to grandchildren, nieces and nephews, friends, co-workers, neighbors. Help us to realize that each interaction we have with each one of these is an opportunity to leave behind an imprint on their life. An imprint that looks like you. And to know that one day we may face that moment when somebody we've never met comes and says, thank you for the legacy that you've left behind. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.